Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host Sri Ayer. These days, uh, P Gurus are uh, at the cutting edge of news. We have become the tip of the spear. We have predicted that the spy ship of China is going to dock at Hamantota. This happened about a week or 10 days ago. We were the first ones out of the story. And then uh, there were reactions, counter reaction. And looks like there are more developments now. To get to know what is happening, uh, we have, again, the two guests that we had the last time around. Um, Sri Rajagopalanji, senior journalist from Delhi, and Major Madan Kumar. Namaskaram to both of you, gentlemen. Namaste. Namaskar. Namaskaram. Namaskaram, sir. Jai Hind. Jai Hind. Rajagopalanji, I'll let you go first, sir. You are the one who bro broke out the political side of the news. And then we will go to Major Madan Kumar on the uh, ramifications in terms of what is probably going to happen. So you first, sir. Please go ahead. First, I congratulate Mr. Sri Ayer and P. Gurus for having broken the story. And, you know, the, the feedback from U.S., which I got uh, recently, was enormous, tremendous. And moreover, after Mr. You know, Major Madan Kumar and me articulated it well, it has uh, reverberations in Colombo as well as in Washington. New Delhi, I would like to give quick three or four important points that will enlighten our audience and also our viewers. Because more than Sri Ayer and Major Madan Kumar, our audience are supreme and they know what is going to happen. From the day I read the comments also, they said it is going to be a crucial one. The, the uh, comments by our viewers. Today, I'm going to give three or four quick points. One, Mr. Narendra Modi diplomacy, one. Number two, there was an immense pressure on Ranel Vikramasinghe. Number three, India was wanting, come clean. You took 25,000 crores from us and don't blackmail us and don't backstab us. In between that number four, there were <coughs> short visits from Delhi to Colombo behind the scene activities by two diplomats, which I don't want to uh, reveal the names because they, they are under you know, security cover. That is why I am not revealing them. They convinced Mr. Renel Vikramasinghe and the dispensation in Colombo. They had faced immense problem from the Prime Minister, Mr. Dinesh Gunavardhane. The reason being, Dinesh Gunavardhane is under the influence of communist Marxists and he toes the line of uh, uh, China. Second, how the China cancelled this, not cancelled, they postponed, they say, but deferred, they say. But my understanding is it's off. They want to, uh, you know, ensure for another one year, they will not wag the tail with Sri Lanka and uh, moreover with, uh, you know, India. After the fiasco of what uh, the Speaker of uh, United States, uh, you know, uh, in Indian terms, Parliament, Madam, uh, visited Taiwan. After that, they got snubbed. This is a second step for China. That is one. Second, Mr. Ranil Vikramasinghe was to uh, schedule, was scheduled uh, to reach New Delhi end of this month. But India said, no, we will not give diplomatic clearance and we won't accept your uh, you know, request for yeah. uh, come to India. The reason being, 
we gave huge amount in return do you stab backers backstabbers second thing most important mr ayer what i heard from south block is very crucial uh, ranel vikramasinghe bowed down before indian power not that we are a big brother but modi stole leadership mr narendra modi who schemed this how to approach it without any fanfare without any publicity without any you know uh, big uh, tamasha on uh, television channels he adopted through two three private uh, you know uh, behind the scene activities which helped him yesterday afternoon india got to know that china ship will be uh, uh, they will not be reaching colombo they will defer it because our concerns are tamil nadu safety and security is most important second india understood what the chinese plans were uh, 20 years 25 years hence they want to divide tamil nadu they want to take out tamil nadu and uh, you know create an atmosphere of anti india feelings that we understood very well and we uh, articulated very well with the sri lankan authorities and yesterday evening india was told that sri lankan spy ship will not be berthing in haman tota i think even chinese yeah even chinese that is a very great achievement of uh, bjp government and indian government that is how we saved our you know uh, uh, many diplomatic uh, thrills i would say second by end of this month or early september ranel vikramasinghe will be making a first indian trip that is one second the international monetary fund was also articulated by the finance ministry of union government government of india madam nirmala sitaraman had a role and she was the uh, you know uh, indian side who met the sri lankan finance minister during imf meeting but the pressure from us was that we will not support sri lanka's you know renewal package if they allowed spy ship chinese spy ship into hambantota so there were two pressures one from us one from new delhi that worked on the mind of uh, the political leadership of sri lanka so this is the run up no newspaper no television channel would have given except p gurus sri ayers channel thank you so much rajagopalan ji sir please hang on for a minute i know you have to go back to the other event which is the election and, and moreover and moreover and moreover i would like to share a, a happy news india has its vice president elected just now they announced it as short way ago a minute ago as we speak i heard that tip, uh, though the screen i am getting it on my screen that uh, uh, mr jagdeep dankar got 528 votes and madam uh, margaret alwa got 182 votes apart from that two quick points on that let us discuss international national also mr ayer today the yeah. reason being india's two presiding officers upper house and the lower house lok sabha and the rajya sabha are being presided over rajasthanis om birla is from rajasthan and mr jagdeep dankar is from rajasthan and 2023 rajasthan is going to polls and that is going to click like anything mr dankar being a criminal lawyer in the supreme court and he was mla and minister in the chandrashekhar government therefore he had that uh, the uh, feeling of how rajya sabha lokswa runs second he was governor of west bengal for 3 years that 
gave him a big confidence and trust in Narendra Modi's uh, setup. That is why he was tipped. And moreover, today, Madam uh, Mamta Banerjee had a long meeting with the Prime Minister and the President. Therefore, 2024 election, if you draw from this, the election of Draupati Murmu and uh, Mr. Uh, Jagdeep Dhankar, it is free signal, green signal for Mr. Narendra Modi to return to power hat-trick third time, which is ensued now with these two elections. I round up with that, sir. Sorry, I Thank interpreted you. You can ask me some question if you want. Thank you so much, Rajagopalanji. I'll ask you a couple of questions, but first let me get uh, the opening statement from Major Madan Kumar because yes, I have sir. a few few observations for him. Sir, I hope you can stay for a few minutes. Uh, we are yeah, yeah, sure, six, sure, sure, six sure, minutes sir. into the program. I'll come back to you in about five minutes. Major Madan Kumar, Pakistan did somersault backflips to get $1.25 billion tranche from IMF and it's still not a done deal. And India gave $3 billion credit goods, you know, critical supplies to Sri Lanka. Now, the, the and, and IMF is uh, saying that first, you know, get uh, the Chinese influence out. What is happening in Sri Lanka? I'm a little confused, Major Madan, who is the president, who is the prime minister? I know the president holds the ultimate power in Sri Lanka. Can you just kind of walk us through the last few days what has been happening? Sir, as uh, Rajagopalan sir said, this is a very, very big diplomatic win. Uh, so when, when we fight a war or when we are in a battle, it's very evident. People get to see it, feel it, understand it. Uh, people do celebrate those wins. But these are those wins which are uh, which is which is happening behind our back, uh, which is happening through the diplomatic channels. A uh, lot of strategies comes into play. A uh, lot of pressure uh, through various countries also comes into play. Since that's such a way that we have uh, been able to defer this uh, ship being uh, getting birth in Hambantota. So I was speaking to one of my uh, friend in Sri Lanka. Is a uh, political uh, writer and he's a scholar. I don't want to take names because he wants to remain discreet. So he said the way Sri Lanka sees India, the current uh, leadership of Sri Lanka, which is Ranil and uh, team, uh, the way they see India is like, we don't want to get caught between uh, China and uh, India in, in this uh, two big powers uh, fighting against each other uh, in Asian space. So we want to go back to uh, what our external policy was uh, way back in 1970s. Like we want peace in this region. We don't want to be seen as an enemy either to India or to China. But things have changed dramatically uh, <coughs> in 1970s till date. Things have changed dramatically. US is uh, challenging China the way we have seen in the Taiwan Straits now. So they are also, uh, or they, the problem is right now, they're not able to update or they're not able to rally their, uh, you know, external policy towards a new reality. India is a fastest growing power. We are not, we may not be a superpower as of now, but India is a fast growing power. And India's clear uh, sphere of influence is in its neighboring nations. That's what our neighbor, neighbor first uh, policy came in. And India can pressurize or India can diplomatically take on any other country, uh, even if it is powerful or less powerful like Sri Lanka, through various other means. These are the new realities of the today's world. 
uh, it has changed from 2012-14 era where uh, similar incidents has happened in the past. Uh, nuclear submarines have uh, got parked in the same port. But things have changed a lot. Sri Lanka's uh, today's politicians are failing to understand this reality. So this is the uh, you know way uh, Sri Lanka looks at India. We don't want to anger India. We don't want to get into trouble with uh, this thing. But if you look at their politicians, especially the Foreign Affairs Minister of Sri Lanka uh, and the Interior uh, Minister, so both of them have carefully used a word that at the time of crisis, it was both India and China who helped us. We don't want to be seen as a, uh, you know, and that did China help, we all know. Uh, it is it is purely uh, the political parties uh, which uh, decide to work with China. Uh, Ranil is end of the day a proxy of uh, uh, Rajapaksa's family. We all know it. He's a single MP. He doesn't have any political backing. He doesn't have any mass backing uh, in terms of people support. So they've been trying to do that smart diplomacy or I would say shrewd diplomacy of, you know, pushing, uh, uh, you know, India by three steps and then getting back two steps and then staying put for one. So that's a kind of the policy which they try to adapt and this, this time also. But this time the message, as Rajagopalanza said, has gone from various uh, platforms and the message has been very, very loud and clear for Sri Lanka. That don't mess with India. US soil cannot be used against uh, any form of security or economic threat to India. So that's the uh, the story today we have. Thank you so much, Major Madan. I uh, uh, so the president now is Ranil Vikramasinghe, right? Yeah. Okay. The uh, I have a couple of follow-up questions for you, Major Madan. But uh, Rajagopalan sir is in a hurry. If you don't mind, I'll revert, <laughs> revert to him and then I'll come back to you, sir. Uh, Rajagopalanji. Nancy Pelosi has just left Japan back for the United States. Now, this is a big statement in the United States politics because President Biden was not in favor of her visiting Taiwan. And she said, nothing doing, I'm going and I'm visiting. She's number three in the pecking order. President of US, Vice President, and then the Speaker of uh, Congress. So it's a very big statement. And China has lashed out. They have imposed some sanctions on the US. I have a separate uh, monologue on that. It will be airing shortly. And uh, what I'm asking you, sir, is now there is, uh, let's look, let's look forward. In October, there are going to be joint exercises with U.S. in Uttarakhand region. Does this mean that India and U.S., also the unified approach to Sri Lanka, does this mean that there is a tendency now that U.S. and India are going to work even closer moving forward? Yeah, that is the impression I also get, though I am not very expert on diplomat, diplomatic you know, comments. But from the political aspect, Mr. Ayer, I would say very, very interesting things have happened during the last week, especially after P. Gurus broke the story. It, they wondered how it leaked out. You know, in fact, a few diplomats were also surprised how they, they discuss about this when it is under the wraps of the government of India. Apart from that, what you asked me, yes, Madam Nancy's visit had, you know, throttled China and they could not take a proper decision. Everything happened 10 to 15 days ago. You know, all built up was there. But... The news leakage of, uh, you know, Yong Wong 5 into Ammantota port by the Chinese spy ship rattled China. But though we will, they will also retaliate. 
But at the same time, we will not overblow that, the diplomatic success of India, because the US, India's ambassador in US also played a crucial role in this. In uh, uh, Nancy's follow-up, as well as, you know, Sri Lanka's issues. So, therefore, there was a concerted effort to go with that, to take this along. In the Quad, India has the support of US. In China, India has the support of US. In return, what we are going to give it to uh, um, US? The internal discussion at the uh, National Security Advisory Board and also at the Cabinet Committee on Security at the top level is there are little apprehensions in Indian political circles, Indian political high command, you know, dispensation that the president, Mr. Biden, is losing his grip in the internal, you know, politics. Therefore, Madam Nancy's, you know, uh, pep up, uh, bumping into the scene was also seen. Though they may invite a lot of criticism, she overcame that and went to Japan. She is returning to US tonight, as you mentioned. So this visit was a successful visit. We have to wait and watch because China is not going to lie low. And even China is not going to lie low with Sri Lanka. They will twist the arms of Sri Lanka. But at the same time, the diplomatic core in India, especially Dr. Jay Shankar, with ably aided, aided by Mr. Ajit Doval, things are under control. We overcame a, a, a threat. And now we have to wait and watch how China will wag its tail with Colombo and India. That is the thing which I could uh, perceive from the political angle. Though I am not expert on defense, though I am not expert on diplomatic uh, uh, ongoings, this is the political impression I got. The theme of it is, after Prime Minister Mr. Narendra Modi met Mr. Baden in Japan, Subsequently, there were lots of exchanges of information. Recently also, Prime Minister had met a top US official in India. So things are happening. Behind this, things are happening. India is saving Tamil Nadu and also India from the onslaught of China's spy ship to be birthed in Hambantota. We saved that situation temporarily. But at the long run, we have some issues that we will sort it out. So before I let you go, Rajagopalanji, last question. Kandakuruchi incident and the incidents before that in Sri Lanka had some parallels. Has there been any breakthrough in that? In Kandakuruchi, have the perpetrators been arrested? What the status? Quickly, two minutes, and then I will uh, go back to Major Madan, and then we have some other Fairly detailed question, so I'll let you answer this one. Kallakurichi is under the grip of uh, you know uh, attention. Kallakurichi things are getting deviated. The focus is not being probed thoroughly by the Tamil Nadu police. That's what I heard. And moreover, they put a ban on the YouTube channels and discussions. No question of social media to uh, take the Kallakurichi forward. That was the CBCID's you know instructions. We will respect that. And at the same time. Tamil Nadu police should be a little liberal. At least they should brief the press, brief the media. What is the you know progress in their investigation? They can put ban on uh, YouTube channels and social media, print media, television media of Tamil. But at the same time, Tamil Nadu police should come out. Things are not good in Kalakorchi. Thank you very much, Rajagopalanji. Thanks for uh, taking the break from uh, the other program and. Uh, 
Asak, as always, a pleasure to have you on our channel, sir. And uh, we will we'll, we'll come back and rejoin uh, Rajagopalanji at a later date on a different program. Uh, Major Madan Kumar, I'll come to you, sir. Uh, Rajagopalanji, if you have some time, feel free to stay, sir. I'm sure there are questions. No, 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 no. Next week, we will definitely meet and, uh, you know, wish you a bon voyage, CIA. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Namaskaram. Major Madan Kumar. Um, now we come to the gritty details about army maneuvers. So as soon as uh, Nancy Pelosi landed, and, and viewers, there's a detailed video of my conversation with Elmer Ewan that is going to come tomorrow sometime. I don't know exactly what time, but it will be airing tomorrow. So do watch out for that. But this is sort of like a preamble. So as soon as uh, Pelosi landed and uh, uh, China started rattling sabers, they circled the island in all directions. Then US countered with seven uh, 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 you know, aircraft carriers and, and similar heavy duty ships. Now, where things are today is that there is sort of a blockade in the sense that commercial shipping is going on, but uh, like the you know, hyena circling the prey, China is circling Taiwan. And they say that this is a Mongolian tactic from history. That's what they are trying to do. Major, your, my question to you, sir, is the flashpoint could be, I mean, this is a guess, if one American warship goes through the Taiwan Strait, if that happens, that's when China is going to get rattled and, and do something, is what people are thinking. So there is this wait and watch game going on. Um, how do you see this situation? And then you can tell us whether there will be some activity in Malacca Straits, and if that then perhaps India will be very actively involved in that. So how do you see this situation, sir? So let's see uh, what are the strength which China has. Definitely, they're 65 times the size of Taiwan in terms of uh, population, in terms of uh, uh, the military power. So uh, it's, it's a very uh, asymmetrical one. Economically, they're powerful. Uh, by the size of the military, they're powerful. The size of the country, they're powerful. And so the size of the GDP, they're powerful. But definitely, it's uh, clear. It looks like it's clearly an advantage, China. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, the disadvantages which China has in that particular region is, it's almost, uh, it has become an enemy to almost all the nations. Uh, not limited to Taiwan. Let's uh, move further uh, towards uh, the southeast. If you look at Japan, they're an enemy. South Korea is not in good terms with them. Uh, moving uh, down uh, south, if you see Indonesia is against them. They have almost disputes with almost all the neighbors. And at the end of it, uh, towards the western side of uh, China, uh, they have their uh, biggest adversary, which is India. And uh, US Pacific fleet is very, very active. It's been supported by uh, navies of Australia, navies of Taiwan, uh, navies of uh, France, uh, navies of Japan, and so on and so So it's, it's a very uh, limited space uh, which they, where they can really act. So what they've done is uh, they've encircled. It's, it's not a big game, uh, technically, tactically speaking, it's not a big game. You can send a few ships and then surround the country. And then they started firing live missiles, uh, which basically takes off from China, passes through the airspace of Taiwan, and falls on the other end of the uh, sea. Island, yeah. 
from that island. So basically, you can see the visuals of those missiles passing by, and uh, uh, it's a very very calibrated response. It's not a maddening or an angry response or a typical big brother country uh, trying to literally uh, bully a smaller one. Uh, we we saw such dramatics in terms of uh, in the initial first week of so in uh, Ukraine and Russian conflict. That's not happening this way. Chinese are calibrated it well, but still the point remains same that one of these missiles falls in Taiwan, uh, civilian casualties uh, definitely it's going to blow it out of proportion. But they are very very careful in terms of choosing their uh, response. So it, I would call it as a very very calibrated response. The idea is not to hurt or not to kind of uh, butcher Taiwan. At least as of now, it is not going to happen. Uh, China has also read it, uh, read the marks really well. So they're not going to do that uh, thing. Second is the DF range missiles, long range ballistic missiles, which primarily doesn't mean anything to Taiwan because Taiwan is hardly a few kilometers away from uh, Chinese mainland. It basically uh, sends a uh, indirect warning to US because the missile range is anywhere between 4,000, 5,000 kilometers upwards. So that is not needed, in, you know, to actually to target uh, even Japan or even uh, Taiwan. It is basically to uh, look at the, the Pacific fleet of uh, the bases, Pacific bases of US. So that's one message which they are trying to give US as such. And US also has moved a few of its Pacific uh, naval fleets towards Taiwan. So it's, it's going to uh, anchor itself uh, somewhere near Okinawa. Uh, which is further down uh, southeast of uh, Taiwan. And uh, the, the biggest take, the, now we come to the stakeholders. The biggest uh, stakeholder uh, who is under tremendous pressure now after Taiwan would be Japan. Because once if this thing breaches, the next in line is going to be the Jap Japanese, uh, those islands which uh, uh, China has already put a climb on, and also to the Japanese mainland. That is going to be a serious threat for uh, Japan. So anything, uh, any adventure in this will definitely bring in multiple countries, unlike Ukraine and uh, Russia. People generally have a tendency to compare it like between Ukraine and Russia because here US has no other option to get into a direct war with China. Because it's all so, going to be uh, happening in uh, at a very farther uh, range. If Taiwan falls, uh, one of the democracy falls, then comes uh, the threat comes to South Korea and Japan, and in the, in eventually the, the Japan is part of NATO. They have to uh, they have the rights to demand US to take care of their security because they pay a huge sum of money to NATO. Uh, so NATO will be pulled in, and uh, US at the at the least possible dreams cannot do anything which is going to affect their supremacy as far as their Pacific naval fleet is concerned. So China has read it well. It is going to douse down uh, maybe in the matter of next uh, 10 to 15 days or so. Uh, Major Madhukumar, how much time do you have? 15-20 uh, minutes per perhaps? Uh, another 5-10 minutes or 5 minutes. Okay, okay. So view viewers, we will only take one or two questions at tops. I have one final question before we go to viewers' questions. Major Madan, so I am sitting in the defense control room in Taiwan, Taipei, let's say. Some com command center is there. And I am watching this missile go across my landscape and fall into the ocean. I have some things to respond. 
but I'm not going to show my hand. I'm not going to play my hand because I don't want China to know that what I have. So if you watch Top Gun, and I'm making this up because I've never worked in armed forces, they have something like it's called as locked on the target. <laughs> Once you have something, and then you look at the thing and say you locked, then the only thing that is left is to hit the fire button. But everything else is done. So they kind of know, okay, this missile, I know how to take it down. You know, do you think these kind of exercises happen? Yes, there is. The simulations, uh, it's a real life, uh, you know, opportunity. Definitely their command post, the command center would definitely uh, act on it. US would also keen to understand, will be keen to understand the missile behavior uh, in a real life scenario. Test uh, range, test firing is all okay. But when you fire it in a real life scenario, uh, this data is vital. It's, it's of a larger interest for India as well. So they will definitely go through it. But as a fact, any smaller nation with such a big bully or such a big nation against you, uh, they go back and adopt something called a porcupine strategy. You know, you, you attack, a tiger attacks a porcupine, it's not going to come without uh, those bleeding injuries. The porcupine is not a big animal, it's not a strong animal which can fight against uh, a dragon. But definitely, uh, it, it can just bubble itself, become a balloon, and then it can do as much as damage as, as much as you know as it's possible. Taiwan is precisely doing the same. They are going to put a very, they have already put a very strong defense in all the landing grounds in the beach. The beach landing is the most uh, difficult and the most, you know, bloodiest military operation which one could imagine. Example, Battle of Normandy uh, during World War II, we saw it beautifully captured in the movie. So similarly, uh, Chinese has been doing the beach landing exercises for the past almost six, seven years. But in spite of that, they have put a very, very strong defense in terms of their uh, medium-range artillery, uh, protecting their coastlines, avoiding, you know, de deterring that landing ground. Even if they deter it for, say, few hours, it's going to ca cause huge number of casualties for the Chinese uh, army. The PLA is going to suffer a lot in terms of... Anyway, eventually, China will definitely have a muscle power to... Uh, literally run over Taiwan. That's a different story. But their current strategy is to secure their beach landing grounds, uh, secure their uh, air bases, uh, and take advantage of US support. Uh, they don't have a second strike capability. They can launch multiple warheads from different uh, bases. So they have to safeguard those and use their limited availability of air force, not by just countering or uh, scrambling the Chinese jets, which they have been doing, the, now they are not doing it. That's going to be used to bomb the coastal area where the buildup, the buildup of Chinese troops, uh, which is happening. Now, one thing we should remember is Chinese have just stationed their troops in the beaches, the tanks in the, you know, in the coastal towns of China, but it's all out in open. Any uh, minimum air raid uh, done by Taiwan can equally take on uh, those many number of tanks and uh, military assets of China. So that's the kind of scenario we have uh, today. Thank you very much, Major Madan. And uh, this is a very interesting subject. We can have a session on just this, uh, preparedness and tactics and so on and so forth. It'll be a fascinating talk. So let's now go to questions. Have, let's have some questions, please. Can't India pay off Sri Lanka's loan and take back Humban Dota? Steel plant, bye-bye. See, India can pay that $1.4 billion. That's not an issue. What are we going to do with that port is in uh, question mark. 
in today we take the port away from china's hand which means sri lanka has to break their 19 years lease agreement with china it's an entered agreement between two sovereign countries so that is going to be difficult even if we take china will continue to do this string of pearl strategy they will develop a port in the north they will develop the port in the east or they will do multiple other things which can actually choke india so this is going to be a cat and mouse game we need to continue with it it is better we invest in our own ports and strategically militarily it is better for us to invest in uh, seas of andamans where we have a integrated uh, command so its strategic command is based out of andamans because that is going to give us a very very uh, long term and a strategic advantage rather than focusing on ammantota next question please giridhar mamadi wants to know i understand it is only postponed for now would sri lanka use this to play both ways and get some concessions from china in return to let the yuan wang fight to go to hamantota after that see yuan wang fight uh, is it's not a very desperate move by china it is one of their thousand moves which they do in geopolitics it is they are not so desperate to get that ship close to india they will come out with some other uh, form of uh, surveillance Uh, some other form of this thing so as of now this has been blocked if tomorrow it has to be unblocked uh, by sri lanka there has to be some grounds to unblock it so india is not going to give that leverage to uh, sri lanka in any uh, time in the near future uh, when india does a provocative or quad does a provocative uh, military exercise uh, close to sri lanka the so china would also raise a similar concern with sri lanka that's the time they may do some tit for tat move uh, as far as uh, this uh, ship is concerned as far as china uh, just try to understand this is not the only big move which they have been moving it's not a matter of such great importance to china they can wait and always come back later yeah last question please mandar karnik wants to know i've heard that there is a debate in sri lankan circles to mix their economy into india keep defense and economics with india and keep everything else your point your thoughts see there has been talks uh, in terms of uh, energy uh, tamil nadu supplying electricity to sri lanka uh, the cost of electricity will come down drastically and sri lanka doesn't have to burn import coal and burn so much and to make their own electricity uh, bimstech has given uh, such an arrangement for thailand bhutan nepal maldives and sri lanka as far as the marine security is concerned you don't need such a large navy uh, you know which is which definitely it going to cost a good amount of money so th- there are a few moves which has uh, which has india is already in uh, and look at uh, indian oil taking up uh, the oil storage tankers in uh, trigonamalai which is like uh, almost the british era tankers which is currently under uh, indian oil so india can support them uh, in energy uh, in sustainability in marine security uh, marine intelligence uh, uh, you know these are the five six major places where we can uh, you know kind of uh, sri lanka can share it with resources with india and we are also planning to open up a sea route between karakal and uh, sri lanka if these things comes up it is going to help them a lot but it is not that easy as we uh, think we can expect chinese reactions uh, through their uh, corrupt sold out parties they will object imagine what happened in the in the western front of uh, the colombo port so there were labor issues uh, indian contracts were uh, wound up they they will be out to you know create a ruckus and create such a this thing 
on both sides of the country in, 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 in Indian soil and in the Sri Lankan soil. But nevertheless, uh, this is the way forward if Sri Lanka has to survive and sustain and come out of this uh, debt trap which they have created uh, for themselves. So today, how is the ground situation in Sri Lanka? Uh, are supplies available to everybody? Uh, the petrol pumps are better now. How are things? It is still, it is still, it is marginally better we could call. It is still a long way to go. Uh, there are permits. Uh, the Government Buses Association, uh, the Transport Association have asked for the priority in terms of diesel because the public transport has to uh, keep moving. So on order of uh, priority, it is the government, uh, which is the armed forces and the police. Uh, then comes your administrative machinery like revenue and all. Third comes your bulk uh, dealers like transport, uh, pri private and public. And then comes the final uh, thing of uh, personal cars and uh, bikes and scooters. So these things are still, uh, fuel is heavily rationed, uh, the availability is still an issue, but uh, it, 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 is, it is just uh, at a place where it is kind of getting stabilized in the sense, whatever they have gone down, they are not coming up or neither they are going down, they have marginally gone down. Uh, because this protest and all have been uh, wound up and they are just uh, trying to get a stable government now, they have a president and a prime minister. The IMF bailout is, seems to be the only hope, both for the politicians and the people. Thank you very much, Major Madan. And it was a wonderful, wonderful conversation today, talking about Sri Lanka, how India is helping. India is becoming a true friend of many, its, many of its neighbors uh, under the Modi government. I see that much more pronounced now. First friends, and then, you know, what, what happened. At least he has always tried to, you know, put out his hand first to, uh, of, of friendship. So uh, thank you very much, Major Madan, and we'll be back again. I'd like to talk to you about some other topics, but today I think you have to go. And uh, once again, thanks for agreeing at such short notice to come on our channel. Namaskar. Thank you, sir. Namaskar. Jai Hind. Jai Hind.